This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's two-day message entitled, Continue to Fight, is a message of encouragement for all those Christians who've grown weary in dealing with the struggles of everyday life. Recounting the powerful letter of encouragement Paul sent to Timothy, Pastor reminds his listeners that times of trouble are not times to back up, but rather times to press forward and continue to fight even harder. Pastor cautions his listeners that just because you are a Christian, just because you know God's Word, just because you know God's promises, doesn't mean you won't have struggles and battles to fight. Now, here's Pastor to tell you more about how continuing the fight means being patient, fighting the devil, staying unshaken and committed, looking away from the circumstances, and declaring your victory. Some of us have forgotten. We're letting the devil get away with bloody murder because you've forgotten. You've forgotten. So what are we to continue in? We're to continue fighting devil. I told this story years ago. I had the great fortune of meeting up with Lester Sumrall. Now, for those of you who don't know who Lester Sumrall is, he was a Pentecostal preacher. And at the time I met him, he was an aged man. He was already in his late 70s, about 78, 79 years old, almost 80. And I was just a young preacher. I was in my 30s. And we had him to the church a couple of times. And then I went out to his ministry to visit him. And so on one of the occasions that I had, you know, talked to him, I said to him, Brother Sumrall, if there were one thing as an older preacher of the gospel and your years of experience, if there were one thing that you would say to a young preacher like me, what would you say? Now, I'm getting prepared because I thought he was going to give me this dissertation. And, and, he, and you have to understand Lester Sumrall. He was, he was a tough old bird. Man, he had this grovelly kind of voice and he was only about my height. And he was a little bit, he was rotund, but he was, he was kind of round. But he, and he took, I mean, he would say things I and mean, he didn't care. I mean, I thank God, I want that anointing. I want more of that anointing. He would just say stuff. And he looked, I'll never forget it. He looked at me in my face and he took his little bony finger and he said, fight the devil. And I thought, whoa, that's all you're going to say to me? But I realized when he spoke those words, how deeply they sat in my heart. Because really, that is the crux of the whole message, man. Fight the devil with everything you've got. Beat him back. You must continue. Give him a headache with the word of God. Give him a headache with praise and worship. Give him a headache. You see, because... All right, let's give you some verses. I got to go quickly here. I don't know how all this time has, has gone away. But first Peter says this, and Peter writes, he says, first uh, Peter chapter five, verse eight and 10. He says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking he who may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. You think that the devil has a new trick? devil's using the same old dirty, nasty tricks that he's been using for thousands of years. 
And it says that the brotherhood around the world is experiencing. See, you're not. See, this is where the enemy wants to get you. Oh, poor me. Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? Shut up. Because the minute, you know, the minute this is happening to you, at the same time, this is happening to people all over the world because the devil's unleashed. He doesn't have anything new. He's doing the same old stupid things over and over and over again. But sometimes we're stupid enough to believe it like, oh, I'm so afflicted. Oh, I'm so. No, he says it's the same dirty, filthy tricks that he's been using all these years all over the world to the brothers and sisters all over the world. And his word to you is resist him. In other words, fight the devil with everything you've got. Don't become weary from fighting the devil. You must continue to wage a warfare against the enemy. If you don't, he's going to wage one against you. You must wage a warfare against the devil. You need to continue fighting him with everything you've got. Soon as he starts kicking up that dust. That's the time for you not to put your head in the sand, not to turn around and discontinue. That's the time for me to pick it up. That's the time for me to say, I see your paw prints in the name of Jesus. I bind you, curse you, rebuke you and push you back. Come on. You know, listen carefully. To the modern preachers, the younger modern preachers that are preaching today, you'll not hear one sound of the name of the devil. They pretend as if the devil doesn't exist. And that is the trick that he is trying to unleash against Christianity today. That he doesn't exist. That hell is not real. That the enemy and his cohorts are not real. Because if he can get you thinking that he's not real and the way that happens is we just don't talk about him in church. We don't want to freak anybody out. Well, good news this morning. I'm here to freak you out. I'm here to freak you out. Because the devil is real. The devil is alive. The devil has a plan against you. He's trying to thwart, stop the very plans of God for your life. He's trying to get involved in your life, trying to lull you off to sleep with some sort of sleeping potion. There are too many sleeping Christians. It's time for you to arise, to awaken, to get up off your backside and to get into fighting position and fight the devil with everything you've got. Fight the devil with everything you've got. Hurl an attack against him. Stand up in your home and speak. For me and my house, we're going to serve God. In this house, it's going to be a holy house, a clean house, a righteous house. We serve God. We put up the banner over our house. And that banner is Jesus Christ is Lord over this house. That's what we're doing. We got to fight the devil. You must continue. Too many weary soldiers. Too many, too many weary soldiers. Now, now listen. He says, again, be sober. It's time for sobriety. It's time. In other words, wake up. Stop being intoxicated. And you don't need alcohol to intoxicate you. Relationships can intoxicate you. Things in this world, worldly things can intoxicate you. Here, you can be intoxicated by a very comfortable life sometimes. It's so comfortable that I don't think about anything outside my little, my little world. And the devil 
will, will, will inoculate you with this sleeping potion and you little by little slip away from your sharpness. And before, before long, you're accepting things instead of standing against them. You're letting things happen instead of stopping them in the spirit by taking authority over these things and cursing the enemy and pushing him back. He said, resist him. Resist him being steadfast in the faith. In other words, continue on with what you've learned. Don't back up. This is not the time to discontinue. This is the time to continue pushing through. Resist him with everything you've got. We have got to continue fighting the devil. There's all kinds of things that happen. Let me tell you what. Behind every messy situation, every, behind every ugly situation, there's always the devil or one of his cohorts that are the purpose, the reason for that messy situation. You got to go to the source. Look, let me, let me read. Let me read. Let, let me read. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. See, it's time to get strong, church. I said, it's time to get strong, church. I'm believing for a stronger church. We have a strong church, but I'm believing for strong believers who are going to stand together shoulder to shoulder and fight the warfare that God's called us to fight. You see, we get so inward that we forget that we're supposed to be outward. We get so hung up on the inside because the enemy uses all kinds of things to distract us from the more important work, which is the work of saving souls for the king, drawing men into the kingdom, getting people to serve, to know Jesus Christ. But we become so inward and the devil uses all kinds of tricks and schemes to get us so dis, you know, so uh, uh, distracted by things within the church, with each other, and, blah, 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 and all this garbage that go- it's all crap. What we need to do is to get our focus back on fighting the devil, cursing him off of people's lives, getting back down to prayer and praying those prayers that come and emanate from the Spirit in the Holy Spirit. Contending for men's souls. That's what we ought to be doing. But we play church. And we allow these things to get us all, all squirrely in our brain. That we forget. We're to fight the devil, man. I'm, I'm cursing, rebuking the devil every day of my life. Kicking the devil out of this church. Cursing him. You have no right in this house. Don't you mess with God's people. Don't you mess with God's, you know, anointed men and women in this house. You have no place. Don't, 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 don't start sticking here because you're, you're not welcome in this house. What are we to continue in fighting the devil? Don't discontinue, man. You've got to sharpen your sword. You better get your sword sharpened and you better get back in the battle and you better start pushing him back. The word of the Holy Spirit today is continue. Continue fighting the devil with everything you've got. Can I get a better amen? Now listen, listen, I got to finish. I got to finish. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. What are the wiles? Tricks, schemes, devices of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There's the source right there. That's why the Bible says, why I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, continue. Because some of us have discontinued. We're not fighting the enemy. We're just like 
going along with life, letting life just deal whatever life deals with, deals us. It's time for us to get up and start dealing a blow back to the enemy. Deal a blow back to his devices. Push him back. Push him out. So, well, this, this fighting stuff is getting me tired. Wake up. Get tough. That's right. Thank you, Tony. Toughen up. Put on your big boy pants or your big girl dress. So this stuff is so tiring. That's why you get nowhere, you mealy mouth thing. I told you I don't care anymore. I'm going to preach it, preach it tough and preach it right. We got to grow. We got to get to a new level. We got to get to a place. We got to get to a dimension in God. We're not going to get there just saying nice things to one another. We got to speak the truth because the truth will set you free. You got to fight the devil. Continue. Everybody say continue. Pick up from where you left off and continue. Don't stop. Keep it up. Keep it up. Fight the devil with everything you've got. Therefore, take up verse uh, 13, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Is everybody with me? All right. Let me give my last point and then we're out of here. What do we continue in? Be immovable, unshakable, and firmly planted. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 57 and 58. This is what Paul says. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you are thanking God for the victory? You may be going through a battle, but you've got to start thanking God for the victory. And he says, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. God sees everything you do. God has a plan to reward and to bless you for all of your efforts. He says, He says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding, always abounding, always abounding, always abounding in the work of God. In other words, what does it mean to abound? It means to grow. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Some of you got to get to work. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. People are already starting to leave. Getting too hot for some, I guess. Abounding. We ought to be developing, growing. Go out and get the world saved. Go talk to somebody about Jesus. Go share the love of God with somebody. Give your testimony. Not just the monies. Give them the testimonies. Too many Christians have got the monies going on. Man, start talking about the things that God has done in your life. Be immovable, unshakable, firmly planted. I'm not, listen, I'm not backing off from anything. You can't get me to back away from anything that God has brought into my life or blessed me with or positioned me with. I'm not giving up my position. I'm not giving up my place. I'm not giving up my blessings. I refuse. Second Timothy chapter two and verse three and five. This is what Paul, um, Paul says to Timothy, you must therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What are we to do? Endure warfare. In other words, be immovable. Say it with me. Immovable, unshakable, and firmly planted. This is, see, see, too many, there are too many wishy-washy Christians. Can I just be, can I be, you may leave the church. I may never see you again. It was nice knowing you. 
I was happy that you were here for the time you were here, but I got to be truthful, man. If you want help, I want to give you help. Too many wishy-washy Christians. Not committed, up and down, half-hearted, not really doing the word of God. Yeah, just, just you know, you're, you're, you're a mess. Spiritually speaking, you're a mess. It's time to get yourself back in right position. Get yourself stabilized. Become unshakable. Become immovable. Become firmly planted in the things of God, the word of God, and do not deviate it for one second of your life. You must, everybody say it with me, continue. You're not going to get anywhere by discontinuing. So what does he say? You must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare. Now, if you're serious about your walk with God, you understand you are engaged in a warfare. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. The silly, petty, unimportant things of this life. It's time for us to to look at petty things and say, petty, petty, forget it. I rise above it. Silly, silly, I rise above it. Am I speaking to anybody here? No one engaged in warfare. If you're going to fight and win a serious warfare, then you're going to have to put on your big boy pants. You're going to have to rise above all the clatter and all the distractions and all the stupid stuff that goes on in this earth and in this world and rise up to a higher level and get yourself fitted, immovable, unshakable, and firmly planted. That's what God is calling us to do, to continue in this. So he says, no one, engaged in, uh, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of life that he may please him who enlisted him. Can I give you one more verse? I know I'm preaching long today, but it's okay. It's okay. I got to give you this. I got to give you this. All right. So listen, listen, go to second Corinthians and I want you to open to this with me. Second Corinthians chapter four. Now listen, this is what Paul says. Hallelujah. We must continue. Everybody say continue. This is what Paul says. Chapter four, verse eight. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. In other words, the pressure's coming, but it ain't going to crush me. Not going to break me. Pressure's going to come, but it's not going to break me. It's not going to break you. Pressure's going to come, but it's not going to have a harmful effect upon my life. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed. We may be a little confused. We may not understand everything, but we are not depressed about it. Hallelujah. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we're, we may be getting persecution, but we know that we are not forsaken by God. God is with me and for me and on my side. God will never leave me nor forsake me. He says, persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I may have been, you may have gotten a couple of shots in. You may have got me in the face a couple of times, but I picked myself up and I dust myself off and I am not hurt by it. I'm going to move on. Listen, listen, along the way, sometimes people are going to strike you down and he's going to have the tendency to want to hurt your heart. You got to say, you might've struck me down, but I'm not, I'm I'm not destroyed over it. I'm not going to be destroyed. If you don't love me, I'm not going to be destroyed. If you leave me, I'm not going to be destroyed. If you want to go your way and do something else, you don't want to be in this marriage anymore. You go ahead. I don't care. Whatever it be, I may be struck down, but I'm not going to be destroyed. You may have disappointed me, but I'm not going to be destroyed by it. Ooh, glory. He says, always carrying about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. 
For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. Verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and there, you better start speaking what you believe. But first you better get your believing right. You better get your believing lined up with the word of God and then start speaking what you believe. So he says, knowing that Jesus who, uh, who raised up the Lord, knowing he who raised Jesus Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. And then let's go down to verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. That means it's decaying. As much as we try, we primp, we prop, we do all kinds of things. But the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction... See, that's the problem. Some of you looking at your affliction like, oh man, this is the worst thing in the world. All right, you got to start looking. doesn't matter. It's a light affliction. For this light affliction, which is but for a moment. In other words, it's not here to stay. It's passing in the moment of time. I mean, I mean not, not in the scope of eternity. This is just one moment of time. You may be going through a difficult cir- circumstance or a difficult cir- situation. But when you look at it in, in, in eternity, in the scope of eternity, this is just one little blip on the screen. He said, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, but for a moment, but for a moment, it's going to pass. It's going to get better. You're not going to stay here forever. It's going to change. Something is going to turn. Something is going to, something good is about to happen. You're not going to be in this darkness. You're not going to be in this confusion. You're not going to be in this place much longer. This light affliction is just but for a moment is working a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. There's something great and good that's about to happen. I may have to go through some things. But there's something good on the other side of this. And then verse 18, he says, While we do not look at the things which are seen. While we do not look at the things which are seen. While we do not look at the things which are seen. While we do not look at the things which are seen. That's the problem. A lot of people have discontinued because you're looking at the things that are seen. You're more impressed and you're more, you know, distracted by the things that you see. And the word of the Lord is, we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. That's what, that's in the, in the eternal heavens where we don't see the spiritual side. God is working. Listen to what he says. For we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What are we supposed to be looking at? We're supposed to be looking at God. We're supposed to be looking at the word. We're supposed to be looking beyond the struggles and the trials. This may be here, but it's temporary. It's just momentary. It's going to pass. I know it looks like it's never going to end. But you know, you know, you know, you know how you can make it end quickly, quickly or more quickly? Start getting into faith. Start declaring that this battle's over. Start declaring that there, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. Oh, dear God, I hope you got something out of this. I don't know. I'm trying to, trying to preach, preach my head off. Glory. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.